0: Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible-Centered Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Bible-Centered with Victor Jackson. Uh, I want to thank each of you for your support, your continued support and listening. And I heard a lot of feedback uh, this past week. Uh, on the past episode and how it really hit home. And uh, I'm just excited to open up the Word of God, and I'm so thankful to be on this journey with each of you. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 13. Uh, Genesis chapter 13. And this is an incredible story because it details Abram and Lot and the friction that they're having while they're trying to walk in this promise together. And the Bible says that there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And in verse 8, Genesis chapter 13, verse 8, and Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Now listen to this, guys. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. And the Bible says that after Lot was separated In verse 14, that the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. And God said, all the land that you see, I'm going to give it unto you. This is a remarkable story. Because God's journey with Abraham, Abram becoming Abraham, Abram's journey with God, it's a beautiful relationship. You see the patience and long suffering of God, and we see the obedience and the courage of Abraham. We have to remember that God spoke to Abram in Mesopotamia to leave everything behind, leave his father's house and to follow him. And he's gonna make him a father of many nations. Abram is barren, he's in his seventies, has no children. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord picks up in Genesis chapter 12, verse one, where it says, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get out of your country. And leave your father's house when Stephen preaches in Acts 7, he says that God spoke to Abram in Mesopotamia. But in Genesis 12 1 through 4, we see that the word of the Lord picks up when Abram is in Haran, the halfway point to Canaan. Why is this important? Because God spoke to him in Mesopotamia leave your father's house, leave everything behind. But the Bible says he traveled with his father's house to Haran. And when his father died in Haran, that's when the word of the Lord picked back up again because Abram did partial obedience. He left where he was. He left Mesopotamia. But the problem is he brought his father's house along with him. It was partial obedience, but whenever his fathers died, whenever there was a tragedy in the family, there was a reminder of the word, and Abram left his father's house there in Haran. This is incredible because we see, number one, the long-suffering of God with Abram. Number two, we see Abram striving to obey God, but there were still some things that needed to be shed shed off of his life uh, and off of his faith. He doesn't leave his father's house until he comes to the halfway point to Haran, and he is getting by on partial obedience, but there is silence because he didn't obey completely. But when his dad died, the word of the Lord picked up. But watch this. Abram begins to walk with God some more, and he still is bringing a piece of his father's house with him. That is Lot, his nephew. Abram was supposed to leave everything in the beginning, but he partially obeyed because of his strong connection with Lot. But what began to happen as he's bringing something on the journey with him towards the promise, there began to be a friction where he realized, I can't carry this into the next season that God wants me to operate in. Isn't it amazing the things we try to carry into our calling? And what we try to carry into our promise, but just causes friction. And God is using the friction to separate you to be what God has called you to be. It may be a relationship. It may be a friendship. It may be something that you hold dear to you, but it is hindering your vision toward the promise. Lot's name just means covering. There's things that are covering your eyes. From everything that God has for you. And God wants you to take those things out of your life so you can continue this walk in this journey with him. But we see the patience of God that he's still working with him while he is partially obeying. But there comes a moment in Abram's life as he is growing in his relationship with God that the friction is so bad that he says, listen, choose what you want. And whatever you choose, listen to this, I'm willing to live on what's left. And the Bible says that Lot chose all the plains of Jordan. And the Bible says that Abram dwelled. Abram trusted God so much that he was willing to live on what's left. That he, you know, if, Lot chose everything. He said, I, I'm gonna, I'm willing to live on whatever I have left. Have you ever been to a place where life has just taken, it seemed like everything? That life is taken, and you have suffered loss and you have suffered pain and you have suffered heartache. But Abram had the courage to live on what's left because he understood that hell can never take all, it always has to leave something left. And Abram said, I'm willing to exercise my faith in what's left because in what's left, I believe I can fulfill the promise of God in my life with what has what with what I have left. No matter what you have been through in your life, no matter what you have lost, what relationships, what friendships, what pain you have suffered, you have to have the courage to live on what's left. And God told Abram, look from the place that you are. He said, look from your lack because from your lack, you can launch. I'm going to say that again for somebody. Look from your lack because from your lack, I'm going to prepare you to launch. He said, look from the place that you are northward, southward, eastward, westward. And he said, and you're going to possess everything from this place of you just having a little something left. Abram just was willing to live on what's left because what was left was sufficient for the promise of God to be fulfilled. Hell cannot take everything from you. Whatever is left, God is willing to work a miracle. Whatever is left, God is willing to open a door. Whatever is left, God is willing to heal and God is willing to, To fulfill his word. You have something left that God is willing to work with. When you're walking through life and things have been taken from you and you begin to think on all the stuff that you have lost and you feel like you can't live on, you, you, you can't live on the little that you have. But God says, look from the place that you are. I'm willing to do something with what you have left. And Although Lot chose all the plain of Jordan, God said, I'm bringing the promise out of what you have left. We have to learn and have the courage to live on what's left because it's sufficient to bring you into what God has for you. It's so easy to weep and mourn over what you lost. You see, what you lost is connected to your past. But what you have left is connected to your future. And if you lost it, that means that you can live without it. And what you have left is sufficient for you to be everything that God has caused you to be. You have something left. And God brought his word to pass in Abram's life from the place that he was. I want everyone listening to look at the place that you are and realize that the promise is coming out of where you are. You have enough. He told the church in Philadelphia, he said, listen, there's an open door set before you. Here's why, because you have a little strength. He said, you don't have a lot of strength. The world has has, uh, chewed away at your strength, where you just have a little strength left. You have a little faith. You have a little strength. You have not denied my name. You've kept my word. And he said, listen, there's a door opening from that little strength. You don't need a lot of strength for an open door. You just need something left. And God is willing to open a door with the little that you have left. It makes me think of a painter named Terry Redland from South Dakota. Terry Redland was known for his incredible uh, painting skills and how he portrayed the shadows and the sun on the water and in wildlife and nature. He could paint a picture and tell a story in five different canvases Uh painting the progression of a story seeing a young man becoming older seeing a young man playing with toys then him becoming a soldier and going off and coming back married with his own kids he was a master at painting stories in multiple canvases but terry redland his dream was was not to become a painter he always wanted to be a forest ranger and he was preparing as a young child to be a forest ranger but he had an unfortunate tragedy. He had an accident where he lost one of his limbs. And he was confined now to a wheelchair. And he was confined now the dream of becoming a forest ranger, a park ranger. Now that dream was a loss forever. But out of his loss, he discovered his gift. Oh, I'm going to talk to somebody listening right now. See, he lost something, but he found something. Anytime you lose something, you find something. You see, because he lost the dream of becoming a park ranger, but he realized he had hands left. He lost a leg, but he found his gift. And he realized that with his hands, that's where, he, where his gift was going to flourish out of. And I saw the chair that he would paint in that it was on a swivel. It was a beautiful chair. There was paint all over it, drops of paint of all different colors. It would be on a swivel, the paint, the, the chair that he would paint in. It was, a, it, was an am, it was an amazing thing, but it was in his handicap that he found his gift. It was in his loss that he learned to value what he had left. And it was what he had left that caused him to discover his gift. It was what he had left that caused him to make an impact in his city, that they made a whole museum for him, that people come from all across the world to come and see his art. He learned to thrive in what he had left. How many of you have been beating yourself up over the lost dream, over the things that you have suffered in your life, It's time to look from the place that you are because what you have left is where you're going to find your gift. You have to learn to have the faith to live on what you have left. It makes me think of, of David and God telling the prophet to go to Jesse's house because I found a man after my own heart. And he goes to Jesse's house. And it's amazing that Jesse puts forth his strongest sons, Eliab, whose name means strength of my father. And Samuel goes and tries to anoint these seven sons, and the anointing just wouldn't pour over him. And so Samuel asks Jesse, do you have any sons left? And Jesse says, man, all, all we have is David. I mean, he's tending sheep. There's nothing special about him. But Samuel said, go get them because the oil is going to be poured on the son you have left. You see, the oil never falls on the majority. It always falls on what's left. And the anointing oil came on what was left. It didn't came on the strongest sons. It came on the son they they had left. I'm talking to somebody that what you have left is sufficient for the oil to flow. What you have left is sufficient for the oil to anoint and set apart for the glory of God. And no matter how people, our society, our culture has tried to count you out, I'm telling you that what you have left is where the anointing is going to operate and flow from. I see this beautifully in the New Testament. Because there was something that I thought of that, that I never thought of before, but it, it really helped me to see God's ability to work with what we have left. Because all throughout the New Testament, they, God healed the blind, the deaf, the lame, and the mute. And I began to think on this because these people had suffered these different handicaps, But it's interesting because the blind were blind, but they could still hear. And they used what they had left of their senses to bring them to Jesus. I'm going to talk to somebody right now. I said the blind were blind, but they could still hear. And they used what they had left to bridge them to a relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you, you have something left to bring you to Jesus. The deaf were deaf, but they could still see. So they used what they saw to bring them to Jesus to get a miracle. I'm telling you, they had something left to birth a miracle. The lame were lame. They couldn't walk but they could see and they could hear. So even though they were handicapped, they used what they had left To get their miracle From Jesus The mute Were mute They couldn't speak But they could hear They could see They could touch And they used What they had left To bring them Into a miracle From Jesus I'm telling you If a blind man Uses what he has left If a deaf man Uses what he has left If a lame man Uses what he has left If a mute man Uses what he has left And they use What they had left To bring them Into a closer relationship with Jesus and God healed them in what they had left. I'm talking to everyone that's listening. You have something left to bring you to Jesus. You have something left to birth a miracle. You have something left to get a miracle and an anointing and a power and a calling from God. Don't look at at your lack and say that you can't launch. I'm telling you out of your lack, you're going to be able to launch. Out of your pain, you're going to be able to discover power. God wants to use what you have left. You just have to be willing to give it to him. You look at it and you say, it's not enough. It's not a lot. Uh, It's not a lot. I got to hide it. I got to throw it away. But God says, look from the place that you are. Learn to live on what's left because I'm going to get glory and what you have left. The blind man he didn't fall into a pity party. He said, you know what? I can still hear. And I hear Jesus walking by. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, I, I can't hear anything, but I see a man and I see him working miracles. I'm going to use the rest of my senses to bring me to Jesus. I can't speak, but I can touch the hem of his garment. I, I, I can't walk, but I'm going to use my voice to bring him to me, you have something left to bring you to Jesus. I think about the people that were on the journey, they left the cities on foot to go to find Jesus in the wilderness and the Bible says that for three days that they came to Jesus, that they hadn't eaten anything and they they were starving, that was the Gentiles, but in Matthew 14, these Jews, they, they went out on foot to follow Jesus. And they started the journey. When you started this type of journey, if you're going on a journey into the wilderness, you start that journey with food. But how many of you know that the journey begins to subtract? They, they started the journey with food. They started their journey following Jesus with food into the wilderness, into the desert, into the desert place. But the journey had taken so much from them that it began to subtract and all they had left was five loaves and two fishes. And God said, give me what you have left because with what you have left, I'm willing to multiply. They said, all we have is five loaves and two fishes. All he said was, bring it to me. Bring me what you have that's limited. I'm willing to bring something unlimited bring me what you have that's not enough i'm willing to use it and make it more than enough bring me what you have left because that's all i need to multiply and do something that you've never seen before see they started their journey with a lot but the journey began to subtract where all they had left was five loaves and two fishes and when you have five loaves and two fishes that that those fish Probably smell those that bread is probably moldy you 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 don't want to show Jesus that you want to hide it away and say man i I don't want to show him He said, no, just bring it to me. bring me what you have left because that's all I need for a miracle. How many of you started your journey with a lot of faith? You believe God could do anything you 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 believe that anything could happen, but after you suffered loss after you had a loss in the family, after you've had setback after setback in your ministry, after you've had setback after setback in your job and in your family and in your career, now all of a sudden the journey began to subtract. And now it's tough to believe. It's tough to believe for greatness. It's tough to believe for power. It's tough to believe for anointing. It's tough to believe for a future. Uh, You started well. But all of a sudden, the journey began to subtract. But I'm telling you, if you just have a little left, if you just have a mustard seed of faith left, that is God is willing to use it to move a mountain. You just got to have the courage to live on what's left. Because what you have left is sufficient to feed thousands. What do you have left? Oh, just five loaves and two fishes. Just bring it to me because I can use it for my glory. Jesus commissioned 500 people to go to wait in the upper room to receive the Holy Ghost. Jesus says, I I want you to go and receive my spirit. It's going to be poured out in Jerusalem. And he commissioned 500. And there were two words that he said that challenges and separates the hungry from the full. All he said was, go wait. And it was the waiting that would reveal who was hungry. He said, go wait in the city Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You're going to receive the greatest miracle, but go wait. And the waiting reveals who's hungry and who's not. Mm, The waiting reveals who wants it really bad and who is just along for the journey. He commissioned 500 to go and wait in Jerusalem to be endued with power from on high after he resurrected. And the Bible says only 120 showed up. See, the majority left. Oh, my. But God poured out his spirit on 120. 380 left, but God poured out his spirit on 120 people, and the anointing fell on What was left and what was left when he poured the anointing, when he poured out his spirit on 120, he originally commissioned 500, but 380, the majority left, but he poured out his spirit on 120 and he changed the world with what he had left. I'm telling you what you have left, God's willing to change the world with. But what you have left, God's willing to spread his message with. You may not have a lot, but you have something left. As a matter of fact, when you look at John chapter 21, verse 24 and 25, John says, listen, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of everything that Jesus did. They said, listen, the books of the world can't contain, can't contain everything that he did. We're just showing you what's left. He said it this way in John 21 and verse 24. This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. He says, listen, we didn't even write the majority. We just left something for the world. We, we just wrote what's left, but what's left is sufficient for you to believe. Oh my. He said, he said, the books of the world can't contain everything that he did. We're just writing a piece of it. We're just writing a piece of it. We're just writing what's left, And what's left is sufficient for you to believe i'm telling you that god has equipped each and every one of us that when life takes every, takes a lot from us god always leaves something left and with what's left that's where our promises will be fulfilled think about it job the enemy attacked job and Job lost his family. He lost his reputation. He lost his lands. He lost his houses. He lost a lot, but he still had his health. And then hell came and attacked his health and he lost his health, but he still had his life. You see, hell can never take all. And all Job had his was his life left. And with his life being left, God said, I can give you a double portion. I can give you back double. With what you have left, I'm telling you, God's going to give you back double. What you have left is sufficient to receive a double portion. Abraham was left with lots leftovers. And God said, look from the place that you are. I'm willing to fulfill my word with it. Oh, my word. Lot Lot chose all the plain of Jordan. And the Bible says that Abram dwelled. He was dwelling and what's left. But we see the promise of God coming to fruition with what he had left. And I'm telling you, I don't know what storms you faced. I don't know what trials that you have overcome. I, I don't know what you have been through, but you have life in your body. That means you have something left that God wants to use to help you possess the land. You gotta have the faith to live on what's left. There's been times in my life I lost a lot and I would get so discouraged and so intimidated and so afraid and fearful and worrying over all the stuff that I lost. And I'm like, how in the world am I going to recover from this? And God just said, look from the place that you are. You have enough left for me to fulfill my word in your life. You just got to have the courage to live on what's left. I'm telling you what's left. Out of what's left, a miracle's coming. Out of what's left, an anointing's coming. Out of what's left... A transformation is coming, but you just got to have the courage to live on what's left. Imagine if the 120 got got discouraged because 380 left the upper room. Only 120 showed up to receive the promise of the Father. But the oil never flows on the majority. It always flows on the remnant. It always flows in what's left. 120 were left, but then in a single day, 3,000 were added to the kingdom. Then another day, 5,000 were added. Where, Where did that start? It started with God using what he had left. God thrives in the leftovers, and he multiplies in the leftovers. Be encouraged. You have something left. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, For more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.